We've been fighting a long time, and we have all lost so very much, so many loved ones gone. But you are not alone. There are pockets of resistance all around the planet. We are at the brink. You have no idea how important you are. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Everybody, it's Steve with Sense of Adelia. Uh, had a priest friend call me up. We were talking about things about the over the week, especially, especially you know, like topic of uh, Father Altman. And we have you know Father Nolan, and now Father Altier. I think is I pronounce his name. So we got three priests in the last what two weeks that have come out and spoken hard truths. And God knows there's more uh, that have done that and been silenced. And I just listened to Father Altman's uh, little video. Nine minutes, I think it's nine minutes and some odd seconds. I don't disagree with a single word he said. He is right over the target. Obviously, he's getting flack for it. When you're over the target, you're going to get flack. I would say there's some things on the GOP, too, yeah, that are bad. But no, I mean, look at the Democratic uh, platform, the 2020 platform. I'll just give you a little cliff note version of some of their uh, things underneath. The healing of the soul of America. Achieving racial justice. Protecting women's rights, which you know that's abortion. Protecting LGBTQ plus rights. Honoring indigenous tribal nations, guaranteeing universal early childhood education. Again, that's something both parties are probably for. Uh, free education, you know, is a plank of communism, but everyone's okay with that kind of communism for some reason. I did laugh at seeing Macon, Washington, D.C., the 51st state. That was kind of funny, but I thought Israel was the 50, 51st state. Uh, they got the, let's see, what else? Ending forever wars. That'd be nice. They're part of that problem. You look at all the major wars we've had for, that's quite a bit of them. They've been Democrats. GOP is not clean of that. Uh, their their hands are just as bloody as, as the Dems are. Uh, that's one party that unites both, that's one thing that unites both parties is war. And pro-lifers should be against unjust, illegal wars. See defense spending. I see they they're terrible with that too. Let's see, climate change. Oh yeah, there's the global health and pandemics, climate change. But obviously the big ones are abortion and gay rights. And yes, I know uh, Trump, like I've said before, is a you know, is a the most gay president out there. People rightly say he's the most pro-life president out there, even though that is not a very high bar. And uh, the only uh, candidate I've ever heard that goes after contraception was uh, Rick Santorum, even though he was bought and paid for by the Jewish lobby and was very pro-bomb brown people. But at least he was, you know, pro-life uh, on abortion and contraception. He stuck to his guns on that, even though he was terrible on foreign policy. But yeah, I mean, what Father Altman said, dead on. 
there should be zero reason why he's getting any any problems with it. He's like he said, he called out Father Martin. He gets to go around all over the place, spew his nonsense, and nobody says anything. There's no bishop out there. There's no articles. No one's hey, people got to run over each other. Like like he said, if Trump says something, you got a bishop out there running all over, running over a grandma just to get a statement out there. But Father Martin actually gets invited in a diocese, and no one says a thing. He's out all the time on YouTube putting videos out there. No one says a thing. He gets away with this, and nobody says a thing. Father Altman says a couple th- says this in a nine-minute video, and everyone loses their minds. You hear that a lot with some of the sermons on my channel that some priests have done, and people get upset about. So as Father Altman says, and... Uh, my uh, fr- priest friend that sent the video, or not sent the video, but talked, called me up and talked to me about it. Said he gave a, he sent it to a friend of ours, and that friend Mario ended up uh, texting him back saying, "Why don't more priests, you know, say, you know, say this? This is amazing. This is, this is perfect. This is awesome." And the response was, "Well, uh, priests can't do that because they'll get sent not only to Our Lady of the Garbage Dump, they'll just get either defrocked or." kicked out or silenced not only silenced but maybe removed obviously this goes back to what we were saying about the quote-unquote pandemic by the way that video i posted of the father altier which he's getting some flack fox 9 in minneapolis tweeted at him uh, talking about him putting out conspiracy theories which is part of event 201 by the way if you haven't watched that series watch it you'll see a lot of that going on in modern society and maybe that will make some sense if you read those documents and watch that little watch that in total you'll see exactly what's going on and uh but anyway yeah only had nine thousand views taken down youtube the uh said it violated their community standards others i've seen it's already at one hundred twenty thousand on other channels good but it's on BitChute Library, uh, UG Tube, UGE Tube. So it's still out there. It's just not where all the normal people are on YouTube, where the people that really haven't been uh, taken out of the matrix are, <laughs> so to speak. So Father Nolan comes out and says what he says about not the, you know, he's in another video, another catechism class, he talks about obeying the bishop. And in the in another one, he says, you know, about the mass, you know, don't obey. The, it's, you don't have to obey the bishop because it's not the bishop's role to do that, especially if the numbers and everything in there, the science, the science is not backing up. The facts is not backing up. Everything is literally not backing up that decision. We are not a cult. We do not blindly do things because of that. I, there's somebody on Twitter posted up there and says, yes. You know, since the bishop is the voice of God, you should obey. Yes, he is the voice of God. If the bishop tells you to take the vaccine or put $300 on the Detroit Tigers to win the World Series, do you do that because of quote-unquote obedience? Again, there's some priests that think flying United Airlines because the bishop said to do that is quote-unquote obedience. I just found out a priest in my area apparently know or understand that this is a... uh, what would you say a scam scamdemic that's going on and guess what out of obedience they're going to stick with the bishop so you would rather gaslight your parishioners than just tell the bishop uh, uh, your excellency uh, you're wrong and 
here's why. You could do that. That is legal to do. You, you have a duty to do that. At a and you can do it through charity. Yeah, I, I don't know what you do if he doesn't, you know, do it. But I, I mean, I don't. I find to see if the bank account is getting solid. I don't know. I mean, what else you can do? It's almost like you tell somebody, "Hey, the sky, the sun is hot," and they want to argue with you. Say, "No, it's actually cold." I don't know what you do after that. I mean, I've argued with people when I was in Denver. They, you know, one guy said the floor doesn't exist, and I got up and jumped up and down on the floor, saying, "It looks like it exists to me." And the guy wanted to punch me out. Or one guy said the trees do not exist. We just, it's just imagination. So maybe, maybe some of the guys are people, clerics are bought into that idea, of not thinking. I don't know. But what Father Altman said. Is spot on. Now, I guess I mean, maybe he could have used some different words. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he said Democratic policies. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's apparently there's some good Dems out there. It's like finding a unicorn, I guess. I, I did know, I do know there was a uh, pro life, there's a couple pro life Democrats or in South Carolina a few years ago. Was it eight years ago? There was a guy that was more conservative than Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham was a neocon. Uh, he doesn't care about conservatism, life. He's a politician. He just cares about winning an election. But since people just vote by R and D, they voted R, and Graham got in, and the conservative guy, I think he was a Catholic, did not get in. And like, I wish I could find his. Uh, if I remember his name, I'll put the thing up. But he, like I said, he was a pro-life, pro-family. In the wars, nope, can't have that. So maybe the blanket statement might not have been good. I don't know. But again, the Democratic platform, if you're on the team, you're saying you obey to that team's motto or playbook. So that's on those guys running. Say, hey, you know, if, if they're supposedly good Democrats, then either, uh, you know, change your change your name or change your attitude type deal. As uh, uh, St. Alphonsus writes about, uh, was it August Alexander the Great, when he finds a soldier deserting. It was what you're doing. It's I'm a soldier. I'm running. It's well, either change your name or change your attitude. Get back in the fight, or don't call yourself a soldier. Well, it's yeah. It'd be hard to call yourself a good person and say, you know what? I gotta back up my team's game plan, protecting LGBTQ health, abortion, things like that, global warming, the other fraud thing. But again, like I said, GOP does as well. What we need to do is start our own Catholic you know, group, party, real Catholic politician, political party. Which brings me to the Johnson Amendment. Wait, Steve, what is the Johnson Amendment, you might ask? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Well, according to the bastion of all things truth, and you would know that by its other name, Wikipedia, the Johnson Amendment is a provision of U.S. US tax code since 1954 that prohibits all 501c3 nonprofit organizations from endorsing or opposing political candidates. Section 501c3 organizations are the most common type of nonprofit organization in the United States of America, ranging from charitable foundations to universities and churches. The amendment is named for then Senator Lyndon Baines Johnson of Texas, who introduced it in a preliminary draft of the law in July 1954. Paragraph 3 of subsection C within section 501 of the Title 26 
Internal Revenue Code of the U.S. Code describes organizations which may be exempt from U.S. federal income tax. 501c3 is written as follows. Uh, and I'll get to the main part. Blah, 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 blah. We'll go to H and which does not participate in or intervene in, including the publication or distributing of statements, any political campaign on behalf of or in opposition to any candidate for public office. And just full disclosure, Trump actually said in 2016 who's going to destroy it or repeal it, basically repeal the amendment. Uh, it was in February 2nd, 2017. After becoming president, Trump vowed at the National Prayer Breakfast to, quote, totally destroy the Johnson Amendment. White House Press Secretary Sean Spencer announced to the press that Trump, quote, committed to get rid of the Johnson Amendment, quote, allowing our representatives of faith to speak freely and without retribution. It hasn't been done yet uh, as of this recording, no. In February 18th of this year, 2020, there's an article from Fox 6 Milwaukee. Congressman pushing to remove restrictions on churches talking politics. A Georgia congressman wants to remove a restriction on churches that don't allow pastors to talk politics and prayer for Representative Jody Heiss, H-I-C-E, Heiss, representative from Georgia. Promoting religious freedom is personal. Quote, having been a pastor for 25 years plus prior to Congress, I, f I saw firsthand the damaging impact of the Johnson Amendment, he said. Since 1954, the Johnson Amendment has banned nonprofit organizations and churches from supporting political candidates. Quote, that really threatens and censors what can and cannot be said in the pulpits of America with the threat of losing your tax-exempt status if you cross some nebulous line that the government disapproves of, he said. He says also while he was a pastor, his church tax-exempt status was threatened after he spoke freely about political candidates at church. He now is working on a bill to remove that restriction. Opponents believe most of America is against the idea. Quote, I don't think that's wise for our politics or our churches, says Guthrie, Guthrie Graves Fitzsimmons with Center for American Progress. A, not, a, not a good think tank group, obviously. He fears, uh, or Guthrie, he fears repealing the Johnson Amendment would make churches more like a political organization than a place of worship. Quote, I go to church to pray and be in fellowship with my fellow Christians to center myself and, yes, to hear about issues in the world, Graves Fitzsimmons said. Quote, I don't go to church to hear political endorsements. He says he feels confident that the majority of Americans don't want churches endorsing candidates. I can also say, <laughs> my personal opinion, I think you could also say most <laughs> quote-unquote Americans don't want churches to tell them anything <laughs> except making them feel good. And maybe, uh, you know, I remember a priest giving the uh, football scores uh, during Mass. And uh, a friend of mine told him, say, you know, Father, uh, unless uh, ESPN starts saying the Hail Mary and not just because of a pass, uh, let's skip the, yeah, you know, sports scores. President Trump, and here's the kicker that I got out of this article. President Trump has mixed public statements on the topic, but during the State of the Union, he said the country shouldn't, quote, muzzle preachers and pastors. That means the president may support a bill if he if he's can get it passed. Muzzle. Ain't that a great word? What's going on in the world today? Everyone's got the muzzle over their face. 
people were acting like the muzzle is the savior. It's not a fashion statement, by the way. It was a uh, was it Louis Vuitton's got a nice welding mask being sold on there, and they also someone's selling a two hundred thousand uh, dollar bedazzled muzzle that uh, does absolutely nothing, but apparently it looks good with other dumb clothing that somebody would wear. But yeah, you got people walking around and you know in modest clothing. I saw I saw a beach picture of people walking around bikinis with a muzzle. Uh, down the street, like I said before, Belmont Abbey College. Uh, they gutted. You talk about the destruction of a church inside. They, that thing is ugly inside. It used to be beautiful. I hear they're trying to. Someone told me the other day, hey, they're they're thinking about bringing the uh, com, uh, the tabernacle back to the middle. Well, that's a great step. You get rid of that whatever the thing is where the tabernacle should be or where it used to be. Anyways. Uh, there's a big sign when you walk in the door uh, mask required it's a college never heard anybody ever complain talk talk about the you know immodesty in their dress on that college campus in the church itself and in the in the chapel anywhere i was i went into the adoration chapel one time this girl had shorts on that uh yeah well you get the point it was they were <laughs> they were short but she had a muzzle on. So, hey, everything's good. That's the only thing everybody cares about as long as you got that on. But anyway, like I said, Father Nolan, he ended up getting muzzled for talking about the muzzle. Father Altier in Wisconsin, not Wisconsin, Minnesota, he's about to get muzzled, maybe, probably. He's at least getting the uh, secular guys going after him. And uh, the secular guys are talking about, you know, the, the news thing told him to, you know, contact their you know, bishop, I think it was. He could get muzzled. Father Altman, there's a chance. I mean, reading the uh, reading what they said, uh, his bishop said, hopefully the bishop's just, hopefully he's just saying those words just to appease the people that are writing in. They're, they're you know, calling for Father's head. But, you know, he said at the end, I pray that Father Altman's heart and eyes might be open to the air of his ways and that he might take steps to correct his behavior and heal the wound that he's inflicted on the body of Christ. I don't know if there was any uh, uh, wound on the body of Christ for speaking truthful statements. Uh, Father, uh, what's his face? Uh, Martin. He's definitely uh, has some errors and talk about wounds on the affliction on the body of Christ and his behavior is nowhere near acceptable and quite a few other priests and bishops themselves had bad behavior and no one you know the McCarrick thing we bring that up no one really jumped on you know not, not too many bishops had that kind of wording uh you know canonical penalties are not far away if my attempts of fraternal correction did not work uh I mean, he said many. He also said many. Most people expect a divisive move from me, one way or another. Many suggest immediate penalties that will utterly silence him. Others call for a complete and unwavering support of his views. But that'd be the well. It's either that's yeah. It's either good or bad, true or false. So do you support his views? And if not, then say they're false and explain why they're false. If you're telling, if you're saying that he can't preach like that gotta give a reason why then i just can't say well i saw him because uh people got feelings got hurt well tell us if he said anything wrong good luck 
when you do that too. But he won't do that if I'm just saying he won't do that if this if he goes if he moves forward with that because he, he can't. He'll look really bad if he does that. He if he does silence him, don't expect any kind of excuses. Why? So hopefully, pray God, uh, say a hail mary for. Bishop Callahan to be able to uh, stand up for him and uh, not silence him. I did hear that they stopped the live streaming. Okay, not a big deal to me. Uh, we should be live streaming anyways because people are getting used to being at home and some people, even trads, think that watching TV at home, you need to get dressed up, act like altar boys and uh, pinch, uh, throw incense at the TV screen. Uh, no, uh, there shouldn't be any more. There shouldn't be any more live streams. Especially when nothing, this we're not even dealing. We're dealing with something that's uh, not even a bad flu season, and people start got to start talking about that and going up and preaching like that. And that's what I was talking about, Father Altier, along with Father Nolan. They both came out and said that, and Father Altier really went in depth on everything. Again, you can see the sermon I've got up on Bitshoot. Uh, I'll put the links on underneath. But uh, it's kind of funny that none of the uh, uh, Unite the Clans, Inc. Incorporated guys have mentioned a thing about this one or the fact that YouTube took down one of my videos <laughs> just because it, you know, it went against COVID. And uh, yeah, that's, I don't know, it's kind of telling. I remember when a guy from Uber got in trouble for uh, dropping somebody in the middle of uh, nowhere uh, I think it was was it North Dakota or something like that. These guys were jumping all over the place trying to get him on interviews and things like that. And I remember talking to one saying, "Hey, uh, yeah, he, he you he should have just did it at first and not drove the person ninety miles or whatever it was to drop him off in the middle of nowhere." And they got mad at me about that one. But uh, but yeah, no, I was just kind of I was just on a side note. It was kind of telling. But uh, yeah, priests are. Not getting protected by their own or their bosses. And for us to get any kind of, if we want to do anything change-wise to what's going on, the church is supposed to be a leader, supposed to stand up for things, supposed to preach truth, come what may, St. John the Baptist style, etc. Uh, but they're afraid to because they know they're going to get either silenced, as Father Altman said in his thing, silenced, kicked out, put in a hamper, go to Our Lady of the Garbage Dump, one of, the, one of them. We need about 3,000 of priests like Father Altman, Father Altier, Father Nolan to come together and preach on these truths. You can't throw all of them out. What are, you going to, what are the bishops going to do? We're going to get rid of all the ones that are preaching this way? Good luck. You already have a you already have a big uh, problem on the priest shortage. You won't even have any more when the old ones start dying off. Even though a lot of the old ones might be preaching heteroxy, so that might be a cleansing of the church when just because of attrition right there. So uh, yeah, you're gonna or, or will the bishops kick out all these priests if they start preaching hardcore like this? And will the Johnson Amendment, the muzzle, the shackle on priests? From preaching hardcore truths. Yeah, I got some guys, I got a bunch of guys that do that now. I've said it on my thing. 
I flat out told, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping uh, Cooper loses here. Why? He's destroyed the economy. He's destroyed people's lives. He's also pro-abort, pro-gay uh, pro marriage. When after he was, you know, wanting trannies in the bathroom, uh, uh, other bathrooms, all this, he's probably for the cuties thing. He's got $27 million in his back pocket for the election. The, the guy that's pro-life, no one's even talking about him. But he, he could change this state to, it, with the election after that. I haven't heard a priest preach on him, preach about it. Some pre, pro, there's a priest that are doing a series on the election, moral teaching on the election. That's it. That's the best we got? Are you all afraid about the tax exempt status? You're not afraid? You're too risky? You're talking about you know, just a little martyrdom right there? If we can't, if we're going to preach about martyrdom, and I'm looking at this picture of St. Uh, Peter, uh, Peter Martyr with an axe in his head. Yeah, I don't know if he thought about his tax exempt status. And right behind me, I got a. A few martyrs all over here. There's a Saint Miguel Pro in the form of the cross. Yeah, he didn't care about his tax exempt status. North American martyrs, yeah, didn't care about tax exempt status. There's the Carthusian martyrs of uh, England back there. They didn't care about that tax exempt status. Fondes, priests, jurors, and non-juring priests. Who's going to take the oath? We're living in some French Revolution times again. It's we're hopefully get we'll get the we'll do a thing on that. But you got you'll have some priests that are taking the oath. They might not call it an oath. They might they might not even take it, but they're going to spew the approved three by five card. This isn't a time to make friends right now, guys. This we're what was that happening? I saw Quebec had a they got a little internment camps or concentration camps for those COVID people that don't want to uh, that. Don't obey. Yeah, Melbourne. Or people got t taken out of their car for not having. For, they had a cell phone on their dash or something like that. But we're out. They were out, so they got pulled over. You're not supposed to be out. You're not supposed to be out without the papers. There was a hundred people. One guy reported they got arrested or cited because they were outside. Seattle Seahawks this weekend open up uh, football season uh, Sunday. They were recording this on Saturday. The Feast of the Holy Name. They're having clear health choice, uh, health pass. Uh, you know, to get in the stadium. Wait to, what do you think is going to happen when uh, the parishes get that at their at, in the parish to be able to go to mass? You have to get that clear uh, health screen. What I'm not that might not happen. Hope to God it doesn't. What if it does? Your priest, the uh, bishop's going to stand up against it. Right now, the bishops here are terrified. Even after the CDCs come out and said what they said about 96 percent uh, or nine thousand people died of COVID. Strictly, and then the other ones you have to take. They even lumped in people got hit by a car, poisoned themselves, killed themselves, got shot, died with COVID. Even after that, nothing's changed. They still got the same numbers up on their official reports. People are still acting like this is the Spanish flu. Spanish flu. Spanish flu meets or morphed with the Black Death, morphing with the H1N1. Fashi today or the other, yesterday came out with a thing saying he doesn't want every, he wants everything closed down again until the vaccine. Hey, by the way, just curious, who employs Fashi? I'm not saying vote for Dumbo Joe, but just you know, you know, if someone says Trump's going to end this the day after the election, he's there now. 
Fashi is employed by him, if I'm, unless I'm mistaken. He could fire Fauci. And by the way, the vaccine, he wants to push the vaccine on next month. Yay. There's another shutdown coming, guys. Get ready for that one. Don't worry. Who's, whoever gets elected. Yeah. Get ready. And we got and we got priests that are scared to preach because of the Johnson Amendment. Can't you can't lose that 501c. Man, if we lose that 501c, priests, the church in general, that'd be awesome. Maybe we'll take the gloves off. Maybe some spiritual spinal implants, as one priest said in a sermon, would happen. And you'd actually hear some hardcore truth being preached from the pulpits. We're great on abortion. You know, babies are dying all the time. I was telling my wife, yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with the March for Life. She goes, I don't know, maybe they'll, uh, you know, because, you know, good luck getting 600,000 people to go to Dow, uh, D.C. and uh, not make uh, news on that one. They'll shut that thing down. Hey, that ain't happening. She goes, maybe, well, maybe they'll do something different that actually works. Because, you know, yeah, it's great that people go there and uh, they march and they all shake hands and you know, sing Kumbaya and everyone's happy and kids are I went one time I don't ever want to go again I got mad during it it's your people are up there acting like it's a field trip running around taking photos joyful happy jumpy all this other stuff singing ch uh, chanting not chants like you know Salve Regina chanting you know you know hey hey ho ho smiles I love that one part there was a guy there was somebody there with a bullhorn saying remember what you're here for and they graphic photos and I put a pop that pin, pop that balloon, and I told my wife this part right here is where the reality march is, not the beginning part. All the cameras are and all the smiles and everyone, you know, not these speeches. Great, good speeches. Now it's getting a little bit more Protestant. You ain't hearing it. You definitely ain't hearing anything about contraception. Still, still, baby's dying. Dad, I you know, don't think anything's going to change from that, too. Could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I'll come back on here and say I was wrong. We think voting voting harder is going to change anything. We got another thing coming. But yes, religious orders, diocese, individual churches, they're all afraid of the Johnson Amendment. Still in the books, despite Trump's repeated claims to the contrary in his 2016 campaign promise to some evangelical groups that want to see repealed, it's still there. So maybe the bishop is thinking that way, and that's why he's going after fathers, because he doesn't want to see the tax-exempt status go. How many churches? There was 9,000 churches that got PPE a few months ago. A friend of mine who left the Catholic faith He's a, he's a nut. He does nothing. America. I, mean, he, I think he goes sometimes. He'll go to Ash Wednesday to get the ashes. Uh, he was in North, he was in South Korea one time teaching English, and I remember him doing that. And he came with me one time when I lived in Colombia for ashes, and he left afterwards. That was it. He just came for the ashes. He posted that. Could not believe. Uh, I read the article a couple times. Could not believe that nine thousand. That's not. That wasn't including the diocese that the diocese chancellors they got. Millions. I want to be like The Rock. Millions and millions. 
like dollars that went to the diocese. Hard to talk out. Hard to talk out bad about abortion and gay marriage and things like that when the government is giving you millions and millions of dollars. Very tough. And then when they dangle that little thing, I better shut that guy up or uh, we'll take away that uh, tax exempt status. There's an article from the conversion, a conversation.com about who has been penalized. Uh, see, as it goes uh, the, from the article, as far as we know, however, only one church has ever lost its exemption for violating the Johnson Amendment. So, what, 50 years? Over 50 years? One church. It was 2000, the D.C. Circuit affirmed an IRS decision to revoke the tax exempt status of the church of Pierce Creek after it published full page ads in two major newspapers opposing presidential candidate Bill Clinton. Wow. We can't get paid. we can't get churches to put full page ads just to let the let people know to come into the church. And these guys did two full page ads going after Slick Willie. Uh, the article continues. We know that the IRS attempted to impose a, a tax on the Catholic organization in 2004 that it criticized then-presidential candidate John Kerry. He, he fought in Vietnam. <laughs> Inside joke. If this buddy of mine, Mike Church, he used to say it every time John Kerry fought in Vietnam because that's all he would say in his uh, interviews and debates. Uh, candidate John Kerry and attempted to investigate a Christian organization that endorsed Michelle Bachman for president in 20, 2009, but it changed his mind in the first situation and a court prevented the second on procedural grounds. Since then, no other investigation has become public, even though some churches are blatantly challenging the restriction. Every year since 2009, a Sunday in October is labeled Pulpit Freedom Sunday, and pastors around the country endorse candidates from the pulpit. According to its organizers, over 4,100 pastors have joined the movement since that date. In 2016, a Pew Research survey found that 14% of those who attended religious services in the spring and early summer heard statements opposing or endorsing, or endorsing presidential candidates. What was the slogan? I think it was St. Ambrose said about St. Thomas, do not muzzle the ox. Well, how about we stop muzzling the priests? Priests, fathers, take off your muzzles and the uh, and the actual muzzles, both muzzles, figuratively and reality, and the real one and the figurative one. Go out there and do a public burning of all your face masks. Video it. Put it up. Have somebody in your parish have their own YouTube channel. You know, somebody just has like one or two. You know, they just did their own personal thing. So, you know. Have them show it on there. Put it up. Then go out there and preach a fiery sermon about how we're being lied to and things of that nature. Let their and let your friends and let them put it up. I'm not asking you to send them all to me because I'm just I'm even because how could take it down? <laughs> it will definitely could take it down if everybody does it. But we get a thousand, two thousand, three thousand. Shoot, let's just start with a hundred that do that. Oh, man, you'll see. Because people are begging for this. You got guys in Berlin, Spain, England, Ireland, Australia, Canada. They're all marching. They're all protesting this stuff. They need a leader. If the church would come up, 
good Lord, how great would that be for the rest of the world to see the church standing up for this, being the light in the darkness, leading everyone out of it, leading the way. Oh, my Lord, that would be awesome. But right now, everyone's scared. Maybe, I don't know, try it. See, think about it. Think about doing something radically like that. I mean, you see the numbers, they don't add up. And it's just going to get worse, especially if we don't do anything. Why not try it? You know, somebody made a good point that in all these articles that they talked about with all the, you know, from Lockstep and Vento uh, 1 and all that, is that uh, they plan for a uh, retaliation, not retaliation, but an uprising. What if we'd be spontaneous? It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if anybody's seen S.H.I.E.L.D., Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the final season was this year. I kind of cried about that because every time I get a show that I actually like, they quit. But uh, Sybil was one of the main uh, villains. And uh, it was this alien life form. But the thing was, she had the time stamp. She could see in this, put their hand, they saw it in the time. So they saw what agents of shield were going to do and how they're going to react to every situation and the agents didn't catch on till towards the end and they uh, uh what's her face uh, sky uh quake decided to grab the what's his face that was from the uh uh old pam uh, she was in captain america i can't remember her name movies uh tv series and i uh, said and they go what what are you doing? Because being spontaneous, they they know that I'm the, I would never leave my sister. They know for a fact that I went. That's why they brought her in here. I'm doing something that I would never do. I'm leaving my sister. I'm doing the opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing. And then the other guy who's supposed to be basically like you know uh, Captain America, except uh, he has a, he's a cripple and uh, he's got a little gimp hitching his giddy up, and he doesn't have Captain America superpowers. He's just you know back from the uh, 1940s 30s. Just the, you know, I don't want to say square as me derogatory, but he was just to the book, by the book, loyal, all that. And as he said, what would, and she asked us, what would be something that you would never do? Well, I would usually tell you to stay and, you know, stick with the team, but I guess, you know, what I would never do is tell you to go and I would join you. So he joined her. And they went in another guy, and it ended up being the, what's his face, that ran the team. He goes, uh, I'm giving you a direct order to open that gate, even though that's the opposite of what I would think. So they all caught on to the idea, and they ended up winning. Maybe that's an idea. Maybe, you know, they don't think that the church is going to stand up. They probably know that the church is not going to stand up. What if the church does stand up? What if priests start going out there? Maybe the bishops will. Who knows? There's some young bishops. Maybe Bishop Strickland will jump on. He defended Father Altman. Maybe a couple other bishops will jump on the, you know, or fighting the fighting the system as well. It's worth a try. What's plan B? Nothing. You're gonna see what nothing gets us, or the status quo gets us. It's gonna get us the clear health pass, the enter mass, no holy water. Priests looking like they're going into surgery to give communion. Kids, kids muzzled up, even though no one under the, no, no kid is sick with this thing. Kids are all muzzled up at schools. Food shortages. Who you know? The line goes on and on. Where's the line again? Where's that? Is that priest Father Altier said, "Where, where is your line? If you're scared, say you're scared. Do it.
Think about the martyrs. Read the victories of the martyrs by Alphonsus. And then think, would these guys be up? Would, what would these guys do? Well, read about the church, uh, the, the priests that stood up. I think of, since I brought up uh, the French uh, French Revolution and the uh, juring and non-juring priests, Father Noel Pignot would dress, put his vestments on while he's tied up to go up to the guillotine, singing in Edwin Tribal Atari Day before he had his head cut off. Did he worry about the tax exempt status? Yeah, there's no Johnson Amendment, but would he have? Take the muzzle off.